Dating Ourselves, the podcast that talks everything 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. I'm your host, Adam, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Brian and Paul. Hello. Hey, guys. I got the episode 32, baby. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> baby. <laughs> well, if well, you miss... Brian is super hyped for this episode. <laughs> baby! Yeah! <laughs> well, we are talking about America's sweetheart... Ooh, oh, let's see what you did there. If you missed our last regularly scheduled episode, you should really check it out when the gang and I talked about the very old Disney movie that was released on Betamax and VHS in the late 80s and early 90s, Dumbo. You can find that in all our past episodes at www.datingourselvespodcast.com, on iTunes, Google Music, and wherever you find your podcasts. And I'm going to let Paul catch his breath for a second. <laughs> that was a mouthful. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but also, folks, uh, we shared some holiday cheer last week on our two-part Merry Madness Extravaganza. Ooh. We, yeah. We talked through 16 festive TV specials, put them head-to-head in a single elimination bracket, and the winners were decided by listeners like you. I feel like there should be a chime that follows that. <laughs> a little I don't shooting know star why with a rainbow in... following it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that's ingrained in my head, though. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. <laughs> yes, definitely go back and check it out. Not only do we think you'll enjoy it, but it was a lot of hard freaking work to put it all together. <laughs> we'll go oh. ahead and give the listeners one guess as to who put the bracket together. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's a lot harder than it should be to make a shareable bracket online if you're not doing sports teams. <laughs> but all Who'd joking. We're talking is- about sports teams. <laughs> no one even likes sports. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> well, all joking aside, not that I'm joking all that much, it was a blast to put together and it was a lot of fun having the listeners participate and guide the discussion. So I really think you'll enjoy it. Definitely. And we really do appreciate our listeners' support, and we'd like to share some kind words left by one of those listeners on iTunes. If you'd like to leave us a five-star written review on iTunes, we would love to read it. So, about that, the five-star written reviews. At this moment, we have read through all of our five-star reviews. If you love the show, send us some loves. All you smoochy bears out there, we need need some more five-star reviews, and we would love to read them on Alright, well, let's get started. This week, I'm going to be leading a discussion on actress Melissa Joan Hart. Before right. we get to that, I have a story, if I may interject. Oh, Absolutely. please. Let's as, I, as I often do. Gather around the fire, folks. So, I was at Comprenew today. Uh, for those unfamiliar, Comprenew is an electronics thrift store. So it's kind of like, um, well, it's a general secondhand store for old electronics. And uh, the kids behind the counter, as in the you know college kids that work there, found a Polaroid that someone had donated, and it had film in it. Whoa. And they were taking random pictures of things, and the um, one of the kids was shaking the Polaroid picture. 
And this older guy stood up and walked out of the office behind the counter and came and yelled at him and said, you don't shake a Polaroid picture. It makes the chemicals move around and screws up the image and then walked back into his office, almost like <laughs> Dwight from the office. <laughs> and then the guys who were playing with the camera then came out came up to ring up my order. And I have never felt so old as that moment when I was, you know, talking with some people that were completely completely utterly shocked that they got to touch a polaroid wow it's <laughs> amazing they were like that's how i used to have to take pictures i would say an outcast did not help them by telling them to shake it like a polaroid picture shake it so. shake, nope. shake it shake it shake it shake it um geez that's cool though i definitely want to check that place out very much so. It's, it's all secondhand electronics, new, old mix of everything, all donated. A lot of the profits go to charity or to help uh, schools. So it's a very notable cause. It's, you know, recycling, charitable donation. It's a good time, especially if you like keyboards, monitors, and serial cables. There you go. <laughs> I'm all about Tony the Tiger myself, so. Fair. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Well, remember, folks, we're going to pick the topic for next episode at the end of the show. It's going to be Nostalgia Combat. Nostalgia Combat! That's right. It's going to be me with those summer trips to water parks versus Paul and our most requested topic to date, Tamagotchis, Gigapets, Nanopets, and probably all those other electronic pocket critters. Um, Go on. Ooh. <laughs> well, we're also going to visit our old friend, the Hopper of Imagination, to get another topic for Adam. Woo! Also, this is going to be our final episode. What? Of 2018. Oh, phew. Phew. <laughs> <laughs> At least until the bills come in. Then we'll see. I, was but... saying, I, I thought there was a coup going on for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Join us next week for the uh, Paul and Adam hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no 2018 has really been a blast folks um we're going to be taking the month of january off to record some new great content for you all and we'll make our triumphant return thursday february 7th that's a good one who knows we might sneak a bonus episode in there sometime between now and then now that we have swept and kept house uh adam tell us about this again Before I do, though, I just want to point out, do you guys realize this means that we have been recording for a year at this point? This show has existed for a year now? It's not crazy. That is. That's real crazy. But we got plenty more to come, so keep listening, and hopefully we have a whole other year of content to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we haven't killed each other yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was that one evening in the ICU, but, you know, no one died yet, so... <laughs> We told Adam not to drink it. (laughs) I mean, lava lamps, it's had a warning on it since the beginning of time. That's true. That's true. But it just looks so delicious. I had to try. How did it taste? Like burning. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, let's get into our topic. So as stated before, I have Melissa Joan Hart, for my topic this week. 
So, Melissa Joan Hart was born April 18th, 1976 in New York. Uh, she obviously grew up to be a famous child actress and actress on several well-known TV shows. Before we get into that, though, I have a fun little trivia question for you guys. Ooh. So, her first name is Melissa. What inspired her first name? I'll give you a hint. It is a song. Oh, crap. Um, uh, well, the name of the song is Melissa, but I'm trying to think of who sings it. And I'm going to know it in a second, and it's going to be too late. I I have no idea. Wow, Brian, I thought for sure you'd know that one. I was saying, I was is, 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 it, is well. it Melissa by, uh, by Merciful Fate? Because that would be insane. <laughs> And involved time travel of at least 10 years. It is not merciful fate, unfortunately. (laughs) Okay. That's the only uh, Melissa I know, yeah. (laughs) Brian, uh, or uh, Paul, you were correct. The song is obviously called Melissa. And Brian, I'm shocked that you didn't know this. It's the Allman Brothers. Oh, I was literally going to say the Allman Brothers as a joke because I know Jessica very well. I don't think I've ever heard the song Melissa. Melissa is not nearly as good as Jessica, but... Yeah, it's it's a still a good song. Yeah. I think I have it on vinyl. Uh, but anyway, so uh, yeah, so she came from a family that uh, had quite a few actors and actresses in it, but she was kind of the main one uh, in the family, the like kind of most famous of the group. Her early career started with just random little stints on uh, shows. She was on The Equalizer, which was the TV show that the Denzel Washington movies have been based on. Uh, one, of she, my fav- one of my favorite shows. Have you seen the episode that she was on? Uh, no, I wasn't even aware she was in it until uh, uh, I started doing it research. It was season two, I think. I believe the name of the episode is Torn, but she yeah. plays she plays a little girl who calls Robert McCall to uh, protect her and her mother from an abusive father. And it's, oh, okay. it's a, it's an awesome episode. It's kind of sad, but it was one of the, it was one of the better episodes from that season. Uh, nice. If you get a chance, I think it's still on Netflix. I would recommend you check it out. It's one of my all time favorite shows. Yeah. We'll definitely have to check that out. We'll put, I'll put that on the list of things to watch. So, um, the, so she was in The Equalizer when she was about 10 years old. Then she had another minor role on a show called Another World uh, in 86. And then she kind of dropped off acting for about five years. And then in 1991, she got the starring role in the show that would make her a star, which was... Clarissa Explains, Explains it, it All. Clarissa Explains It All, absolutely. She... Uh, had the title role of Clarissa Darling. Now, if you haven't seen the show, this is a really good show. Uh, it started on... It was on Nickelodeon, Nick- right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nickelodeon, yep. Uh, headline Snick, if I remember right. Yes, yep. You are correct. Uh, and so it started in 1991 and then ran through 1994. Uh, and like you said, it headlined uh, Snick, which was the... Saturday Night Nickelodeon lineup. And the show revolved around Clarissa, who lived with her family, stuff like that. Uh, But it was basically just her going through 
like a typical life of a teenager but the show had her kind of explaining things so it was kind of almost like an educational show to an extent sort of while also (laughs) yeah i mean it was uh it she would break the fourth wall and she would talk directly to the audience to kind of convey what she was feeling and what she was going through. And all the topics were relatable to kids. I mean, stuff mm-hmm. that you went through at that age. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, get your, a crush or, uh, getting a driver's license or whatever it happens to be. Trying to kill your idiotic younger brother, Ferguson. <laughs> right. And yes, everyone tries to kill their younger brother Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> and well that's that particular sibling rivalry between the two of them is a thing of legend. I mean, that's kind of what oh, yeah. the whole show sort of revolved around was the two of them hated each other cuz she was I don't know if she was necessarily popular, but she was definitely trying to be wearing the cool clothes and hanging out with all the other popular girls and stuff where he was like a total nerd and like mm-hmm. they just hated each other. I remember there was one episode specifically where um, there was like a contest about best sibling relationships and whoever won the (laughs) contest was like going to win like a free convertible sports car or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, seems reasonable. And so like the editor of the magazine came to view them in person to see how, you know, well behaved they are and they like pulled it off pretty well and then and then the veneer started cracking and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> by the time it was done she saw how truly crazy they were um but yeah i think another big thing between the two of them pretty notable about their sibling relationship is the nicknames they had for one another uh yeah i i remember i know they had nicknames for it. i cannot remember what they were though i mean they were different like every episode like ferg breath oh. and um uh, okay that's right yeah, yeah. I, I, I knew it had something to do with Ferg for him. Like it always included Ferg, but I couldn't remember exactly what kinds of names she came up with. <laughs> I was gonna say I honestly barely remember that at all. The biggest thing I remember from the show is her best friend Sam, who was the boy that lived next door, would always throw an extension ladder against the house and <laughs> yes. climb up yep. into her bedroom window yep. all the time. Like and, this was completely normal. Yes, and, and uh, there would always be that that guitar chord with yes. it every time. Yeah, every time he was about to come up, you'd hear that guitar chord <laughs> and the ladder go up. <laughs> And then usually he would, uh, there were quite a few times that he would fall on the way out, too. Or the ladder would fall, one of the two. Right, right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, so uh, the the show really was, like uh, Brian mentioned, very relatable. And I think that uh, was a lot of the popularity of it. You know, she actually was, like, at the time that this show was filming, or first filming... She was only 15 years old, so, she, you know, it would have been relatable for someone her age uh, in that kind of situation where, you know, you have a younger sibling or whatever and trying to navigate the world of being in, you know, middle school or high school and what that's all like and all right. the things that are happening, big changes. Uh, you know, like I mentioned, like getting a driver's license or whatever. So I think that really helped to boost its popularity is I can't remember too many other shows that would have been on at the time that would have had that same 
relatability for kids of that age? Degrassi, maybe, but that was so highly dramatized that it wasn't realistic. Right, right. Yeah. And, then, and I feel like I feel like what what uh, station did Degrassi even air on? So they there was a cut up edited version that they did show on Nickelodeon, but it wasn't part of the main. It was before oh, okay. Nickelodeon had a lot of its own shows. Oh, OK. okay. And then, um, yeah, on, as far as if you're sticking to the Nickelodeon realm, I mean, they had Welcome Freshman, but that was more of their answer to Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, was it, I swear there was another drama type show they had that is going to bother me until I think of it that came <laughs> on after Roundhouse, but. Oh man, that's not a show. I haven't thought about that in forever. Saturday night on Nick, man. Yeah. You had to get your, you had to get your Clarissa. You had to get your, are you afraid of the dark? And you had to oh. get your Roundhouse. Yep. <laughs> Yep, absolutely. But there was like a lot of the things too, I think that made it so relatable was a lot of these things were like truly things that kids were encountering, like applying for jobs. I remember there was one episode where she like applies to a carnival, um, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with school Getting bullies. Getting her driver's license. Driver's license was a huge one because she wanted to be popular. And how can you be popular if your parents are driving you everywhere? Um, yep. So, but yeah, I thought overall it was a, it was a really funny show. I remember it being like, a mile a minute the dialogue like very very oh yeah like turbo level speeds um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i love that the show wrapped up at the natural end point of her leaving for college yeah and actually we'll touch on that again in a minute um so it it does uh wrap up at the, you know in 94 they wrapped up the last episode finishing up high school and going off to college after that uh actually in during the time that she was filming clarissa explains it all she appeared on an episode of nick arcade and then she actually had a um small uh, like a role in an episode of are you afraid of the dark one of my all-time favorite shows and i really can't wait to uh delve into that (laughs) yeah um but uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark, uh, she was in a, I believe it was season two episode called The Tale of the Frozen Ghost. She plays uh, a girl named Daphne, one of the mm-hmm. main characters in it. Um, and I, I completely forgot she was even in that. But I remember that episode very vividly, and it's a great episode. But um, yeah, she plays the sibling of a friend or so. I, I forget. It's been a while since I've seen the episode. But once it, uh, I read up, uh, like saw that she was in it, it came back to me that, oh yeah, she was in that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, cause, uh, I, you know, at that point she would have been maybe about 16, 17, something like that. Right. So, right. uh, this would have been a couple years into the Clarissa explains it all run. Um, and then actually her next credit as far as acting was another attempt at a Clarissa series. They were going to do another series of Clarissa in which it explored her time in college. However, it only had a pilot episode ever made and it never aired as far as I'm aware. Oh, wow. Uh, They produced it, but they just must have felt that it wasn't going to 
do much or something, and so they decided to scrap it. So that was about a year after the original Clarissa ended that they tried to do a series where it was her in college, uh, but it didn't end up panning out. Um, So then she has a few other credits over the next couple of years until you get to uh, probably arguably her most notable role, which is playing Sabrina Spellman in the TV show Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yep. Yes. And that was on TBS, or I think so. That sounds no, it right. Was, it was on. Uh, it was part of TGIF. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it did start out on there. Yep. Yeah, it was part of the. It was part of the TGIF lineup, and I don't want to say it replaced Family Matters, but it was really close to Family Matters wrapping up. Yeah, that's fair. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, because that was, what, about like 96 when that started? 97, something like that? Yep, 96. 96. Yep. Actually, it started three days after my 10th birthday. Wow. (laughs) I know, right? So Uh, I have a question for 10-year-old Adam. Yes. Who was your first TV crush? Was it Amy Jo Johnson, the Pink Ranger, or was it Sabrina Spellman? Amy Jo Johnson, hands down, Pink Pink Ranger. (laughs) Wow. Yep, yep. So, um, so the show Sabrina the Teenage Witch started in 96 and ran through 2003, if I remember correctly. The show starred Melissa Joan Hart as the titular Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And then she, in the show, lived with her Aunt Hilda, played by Caroline Ray, uh, who is a great comedian. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Zelda, who was uh, Beth Broderick. They also had a talking cat named Salem. Get the joke. Yep. <laughs> yes. It was a uh, black cat. A black cat, yep. yep. You, can't, you can't leave that part out. Yeah. So, um, as some of you may know, since the uh, like uh, some of the younger listeners maybe uh, know this now because Sabrina the Teenage Witch has been rebooted as a more dark story on uh, Netflix, but this one was a little bit more lighthearted. But it was about an American girl who on her 16th birthday discovers that she has magical powers, and this story was from the, like, the character of Sabrina the Teenage Witch was from the Archie comics, and hence the reason why that's now kind of considered a spinoff of Archie on Netflix. Yes. Mm, Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. But as I mentioned, she lives with her aunts, uh, Hilda and Zelda, who are both 500 years old, and uh, the cat, and they live in the suburb of Westbridge, it's a fictional suburb, of Westbridge, Massachusetts, And it basically just follows the uh, story of this girl who's kind of learning to live life with magical powers and kind of, you know, what that is like for a kid who's not only going through normal teenage stuff, but also going through (laughs) magical (laughs) teenage stuff. (laughs) Yes, magical teenage stuff. Oh, all the magic. (laughs) So, um... What it kind of reminds me of is if you were to have crossed Clarissa Explains It All with the, like, the late 60s series Bewitched um, is yeah. really what it feels like to me. So it's and, and the humor on that is very typical, like daytime sitcom humor. It's humor that you don't really see a whole lot of anymore. 
It's very family-friendly. Even though it was a network show, it's very reminiscent of a Disney Channel or yeah. a uh, Nickelodeon family show. Definitely, definitely. Um, and I always loved Salem. I thought he was awesome. Um, oh, no, yeah. He, he was the best part of the show. <laughs> Him and... I always loved uh, Salem and uh, Hilda, uh, Caroline Ray's character. Those two cracked me up. I really liked Harvey, who was her on-again, off-again flame, who yep. later becomes a werewolf. Harvey Kinkle. <laughs> uh, the guy who plays Salem, uh, I think it's Nick Bacay, is how you say it? Yeah, that sounds right. He was also Norbert in the Angry Beavers. No kidding. Yeah. I, now that you say that, I can hear it, but I never made the connection. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I looked him up. I was like, oh, that name doesn't ring a bell. And I saw some of his credits. I was like, oh, that's awesome. So that was another really great Nickelodeon show that hopefully we'll be able to cover one of these days. Have either of you seen the new Sabrina on Netflix? I have not, but I've heard really good things about it. So it's based on uh, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which is a comic book series that Archie Comics put out in 2014. Hmm. And it was a surprisingly adult turn for Archie Comics. It's very, uh, very adult-themed, lots of um, actual witchcraft, uh, oh, Satanism. Yeah, hmm. it's a very dark spin, but it's a really good story. If you get a chance, I highly recommend that you read the book and then watch the show. Because the new show even deviates from the book, but huh. the two of them, if you read them, the two of them together, it's kind of like The Walking Dead, where if you read The Walking Dead comic books, you think you know what's going to happen, and then the show is just like, nope, we're not going to do that, or at least we're not going to do it now. And it's a very similar feel. That's interesting. Um, I was not ever planning on watching it, um, but that sounds really intriguing. Yes. So I might need to might need to bookmark that. I'm currently watching through Cheers right now. I'm halfway through season two, um, but I started like three days ago, so I'm doing all right. <laughs> so hey, that's yeah, not you bad. <laughs> you only got you only got eleven more seasons to go. <laughs> It's so good so oh. far, though. I, I, I definitely loved that show growing up. So it's it's been fun going through and watching those again, especially in order, because a lot of them came out when I was so young. I was catching it every fourth episode or something like that. So, Or nice. in syndication where they would just air whichever random right. episode. Yeah, because the first couple seasons were before any of us were born. Right. Maybe even you, listener. Oh. <laughs> See, I just did a Clarissa right there. I just broke the fourth wall. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so um, I thought this was pretty interesting. So obviously she's known pretty well. Um, uh, Melissa Joan Hart is known pretty well for her role as Sabrina Spellman. How many shows did she appear, including Sabrina the Teenage Witch, how many shows did she appear on as the character Sabrina Spellman? Are you counting animated? Animated as well, yes. Oh, God. Four. How many episodes or how many different like shows? No, how many how many different shows did she appear on as Sabrina Spellman? I'm gonna say four. Um I'm gonna say four and a half. No, I'm just kidding. Uh I'm I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna say six. I, I have no idea though. 
Oh, you guys bookended it. Oh. Uh, it's five. So she obviously played Sabrina uh, Spellman on Sabrina the Teenage Witch. She also appeared in an episode of Clueless, uh, the animated series, as Sabrina Spellman. She also appeared on an episode of Boy Meets World uh, as Sabrina. Yeah, I remember that. And then she also appeared on a show called You Wish and Teen Angel as uh, the the same character of Sabrina Spellman. Uh, Ironically, though... On Sabrina the Animated Series, she didn't voice Sabrina. She actually voiced uh, Hilda and Zelda. And her little sister voiced Sabrina. Yeah. Oh, yep. that's that's crazy. Emily yeah. Hart. Yep. So weird that she wouldn't play the main like her character in that show. Uh, but that one only lasted for about a year or so. Uh, they just brought that back as well. Really? What's that? There's another Sabrina animated series. Oh, really? Yep. No kidding. On Netflix they, or? Uh, Disney Channel, I believe, but I could oh, be okay. wrong. I've seen commercials for it, so it's got to be one of those. Interesting. They're bringing back uh, Sabrina. They're giving it the Boy Meets World treatment, where Sabrina is going to be the mother of a witch. And I believe that's coming to Nickelodeon in 2019. Oh, cool. Interesting how they, they've started to like go back and redo all those shows oh. I screwed that up. I wrote my notes wrong. Oh. It's Uh-oh. the rebooting Clarissa. She's going to be the mom in cl- the new Clarissa in 2019. Oh, oh cool. interesting. interesting. I mixed my notes with uh, the new Sabrina reboot and that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. We'll let it slide. <laughs> just this once, though. You screw up again, you're off the show. <laughs> then it's just going to be the Adam show next week. <laughs> <laughs> You guys have already canceled that, letting me know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, uh, outside of that, for our run, she voiced uh, Saturn Girl on Superman the Animated Series. Do you guys remember her in that show at all? I don't think I remember. I remember the show, but I had no idea that was her voicing it. Yeah, I don't. I don't really remember Saturn Girl. I remember the show very well, but I don't remember. I I I saw it. Yeah. Um. So then she was in that, she was in an episode of That 70s Show, uh, the episode Eric Gets Suspended, where I'm guessing Eric Eric gets suspended. (laughs) 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 I'm going to go out on a limb and say. And then she was on an episode of Just Shoot Me, which was entitled Fast Times at Finchmont High. (laughs) (laughs) I used to love that show, too. That was such a great show. That was. That was. uh, 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 Wasn't that the. Oh, oh no! I was wrong. I was thinking. Uh, I must have been thinking of a different show. I was thinking uh, comedian from Saturday Night Live that got murdered by his wife. You're thinking of News Bill Radio, Hartman, yeah. Phil Hartman. News Radio, yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, Just Shoot Me was a good, uh, good show as well. Uh, and then she also appeared as herself in an episode of the Jamie Kennedy Experiment. And North Shore, and then the last credit that she really had from our time period was Robot Chicken. She uh, voiced Hilda and uh, Sabrina Spellman in a uh, skit on Robot Chicken. Oh, really? I, yeah. Yep. I love Robot Chicken. There needs to be more of it. <laughs> yeah, that show hasn't been on in a while now, has it? 
they produce like special episodes here and there, but I don't remember the last time it was regularly airing. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that is a good show. Now, wasn't Melissa Joan Hart? I feel like she was in a lot of commercials back in the day, too. Yeah, oh, yes. she had, that's actually how she started off her career. Because I remember uh, her being like in a Cheerios commercial, and that was like after Clarissa had taken off, but before Sabrina. Um, yeah. Like maybe yep. Frosted Cheerios or Honey Nut Cheerios or something like that. Whole Grain Cheerios, I don't remember. It was one of the crazy varieties. Yeah, that seen, sounds right. And wasn't it like, like within the last five years, wasn't she in like a Walmart commercial too? Maybe? That sounds familiar. I forget. I don't know. I feel like she was in one of the Got Milk ads in the mid-90s as well when that, that could the be. whole campaign took off. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, everybody that was, like, a teen actor definitely did spots with that, for sure. Oh, yeah. And actually, her, uh, like you were talking about with the commercials, her first role ever uh, was in a television commercial for a doll called Splashy. It was, a, it was, it was like a doll you played with in the bathtub. Oh, I thought it was a doll that would poop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Splashy's much actually, better. <laughs> in, the, in the tub, for sure. I did find something else that was interesting about her career, too. Apparently, she auditioned to be the lead role in uh, Halloween 4, but she lost the role out to the girl who ended up getting it, which was Danielle Harris. Oh, no kidding. Huh. Yeah, that, that was the return of Michael Myers. That was a good one. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing uh, else, too, that was interesting, she actually had two Clarissa albums. Uh, one was called This Is What Nana Means, and the other <laughs> one was a recording of Peter and the Wolf. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I can't say that I've ever heard either of those, but I'm it trying to figure out how Clarissa would explain Peter and the Wolf. Like, I don't understand what that would I, be. I <clears throat> I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe she was like the narrator for it. Maybe. Um, I can tell I'm, you, I'm gonna find it. Uh, yes. Oh yeah, I, I did find it. Uh, sh- so in 1994, she narrated the. The uh, Peter and the Wolf that was performed by the Boston Symphony Orchestra. But as Clarissa, not as But herself. as Clarissa, yes. That's yes. weird. That's weird. And that then, sounds awesome. And then the same year that she did it, it was also narrated by Patrick Stewart and Sting. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Which Sting? <laughs> the wrestler. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, probably the, probably the guy talk. from the police. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, could you imagine? Yeah, just just in the middle of Peter the Wolf, all of a sudden you hear, "Woo!" <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought instead of Patrick Stewart, you were gonna say Patrick Ewing, and you know that'd be right no, up Paul's Patrick, alley. Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Patrick Swayze. And then it'll bust into the PBR jingle. <laughs> no one puts the wolf in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so uh, I know this falls out of our, you know, the view of our era, but one other interesting note with her was that she actually had a series that ran in 2010 to 2015 with Joey Lawrence called Melissa and Joey. Joey. Those two were like the popular, like teen actors during that time, Joey being on, um, well, a bunch of shows, but he first gained prominence on 
Um, what was the show with uh, Mayim Bialik? Wasn't it the Lawrence Brothers? It was, but uh, what's the one where he beca- he became famous for going whoa? Um, uh, it was like Clarissa. It was the girl. She'd always wear like the uh, hat with the flower on it. Blossom. Blossom. Thank you. Yeah. So that's where he gained his prominence during that time. He was kind of like the teen heartthrob on that show. And then uh, Melissa Joan Hart obviously was on Clarissa Explains It All and all that. Uh, so that was kind of an interesting uh, bringing together of those two, uh, <laughs> you know, like 20 years after their prime. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? I would still watch both of those shows. <laughs> but probably not the one they're on together because that's, you know, too modern. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um. As far as, like, so that was kind of her, mostly her uh, TV appearances and stuff. She was in a few movies throughout this time period. Uh, she was in, like, you know, a lot of made-for-TV movies and stuff like that. Probably her biggest role was in Can't Citizen Hardly Kane. Wait. Oh. <laughs> yes. yes <laughs> Gone with the Wind. <laughs> Casablanca. <laughs> Should I keep going? <laughs> yes. Uh, so, uh, probably Can't Hardly Wait, right. um, which was from 98. That one starred, like, Jennifer Love Hewitt and Seth Green, a bunch of other... Uh, Ethan Embry, uh, who was in... Uh, he played uh, the son in uh, Vegas Vacation, National Lampoon's mm-hmm. Vegas Vacation. Uh, so, that was probably, like, one of the movies she had a fairly big role. The other one was Drive Me Crazy... Uh, from 1999, which starred her and uh, Adrian Grenier, who's the lead from Entourage. Great mm-hmm. show, if you guys mm-hmm. have ever gotten a chance to watch that. If you haven't, you should watch it. It's great. Uh, Something I do have to mention, since you've gone outside of the uh, eight years, she was in a movie called Nine Dead, which was like a direct-to-video Saw knockoff. Oh, Oh, interesting. uh, In which nine strangers are kidnapped and they're forced to figure out the connection of why they're all together. And uh, they have to figure it out or one of them will die every 10 minutes. Mm. Turns out the connection between all of them is that they're all former child actors who haven't been able to find work (laughs) in 10 years. (laughs) It was an okay movie, but I suggest you check it out because Melissa Joan Hart plays a character that is the complete opposite of every other character she has ever played. That's really interesting. I think I might have to check that out. And I distinctly remember Nine Dead. Hmm. And I distinctly remember one of the most shocking things in that is that she was smoking in the movie. Like, her character smoked. And I don't know why it bothered me, because, I mean, shit, I smoked for 15 years. (laughs) (laughs) But for like when we were watching, I was like, Sabrina doesn't smoke. This is bullshit. (laughs) And for that, I I have to give it a higher rating than it deserves, because it it really showed her branching out as an actor, and it is completely different than any other character I've ever seen her play. (laughs) Yeah, that does sound really interesting. And any knockoff of Saw sounds kind of interesting. <laughs> How many Saw movies are there now? Uh, way more than there should have been. Is it up to 11 yet? <laughs> Not quite. It's actually over 9,000. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well played. <laughs> well, I guess this wraps up our discussion on Melissa Joan Hart. Uh, any final notes? No. No, I think I think that's about all I know. Yeah, I was much more of a Clarissa fan than a Sabrina fan, but um, definitely watched both of them. Um, and now I have a new movie to watch this weekend called exactly. Nine Days or Nine Dead. Nine, <laughs> Nine Days is the story of a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. That's a whole different thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole different thing. <laughs> well, with that, I think we're moving on to Nostalgia Complex! Yes, I have devised a trivia question for my co-host to answer. Whoever's closest will get to lead their chat next week. Paul has nanopets, gigapets, and tamagotchis, and Brian has wet and wild water parks. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, so one of the shows that was very popular during the 80s and 90s uh, amongst the more nerdy crowd was Star Trek The Next Generation, uh, which obviously was a spinoff or or like a continuation of the stories of the original series of Star Trek starring William Shatner and all of those guys. Um, So my question is, this show aired from 1988 to 1994. During the seven seasons that it was on TV... How many episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation aired on television? Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> C- could you repeat the question, but hop on one foot while you do it. Oh, yes, I got that. Uh, <laughs> how, many, how many episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation are there? How many episodes? Oh, gosh. Hmm. Doing math in my head. I'm going to go with an even hundo. Okay. I'm going to say it was around 180, and I'm probably going a little high because some of them were like TV movies that they split into episodes later, like uh, the pilot and uh, the one with the Borg. Best of both worlds. Okay. Well, the correct answer was 177, so Paul only missed by three episodes. That's not bad. Holy crap. (laughs) That's insane. Brian, you missed by a little bit more than three. (laughs) (laughs) I would have never guessed that high. That's crazy. (laughs) All right. So. Well, there you have it. I am your winner. All hail me. (laughs) I will be guiding you through the land of Tamagotchis and other electronic critters, as it was so previously penned. Pocket critters. Pocket critters. That's electronic pocket critters. critters. <laughs> we will be discussing the epidemic of jewelry batteries and children's diets. <laughs> oh. oh dear. Sorry, I always take it to a dark place, and I didn't mean to. It's just, it's where I go. <laughs> Brian still has wet and wild water parks, and now we need to visit the Hopper of Imagination to get Adam a new topic. All right, we want to remind all of our listeners before we go to the Hopper that if there is a topic you'd like to hear us discuss, you can submit those at our website, www.datingourselvespodcast.com. And who knows, maybe your topic will be one of the first of the new year. (laughs) 
Yeah, could be. Could be. Alright, so how this works is most of you probably already know. Um, I have three different topics, all of different categories. I'm going to share those three categories with Adam. He's going to pick a category, and I'm going to tell him the topic. Does that sound good, Adam? Sure. Whatever you said. <laughs> all right. Okay, so um, we have events, movie, and we have board game. Ooh. Hmm, intriguing. You know, I can't recall us... I can't recall us actually doing an event on this I think this the show. last time we did one was Dolly the Sheep. That's how long it's been. Oh, yeah. That's been a while. Let's go ahead and uh, I'll pick event then. I want to see what we can talk All about here. All right. So you have selected the very, very last second of the 90s decade, Y2K. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Excellent. Can I also talk about Y2J? Sure, yes. sure. <laughs> you could talk about DK and Y if you'd like. I mean, <laughs> or four hundred one ks. I mean, I could use some help with my investment portfolio. So, <laughs> all right, I'm excited to talk about Y two K. That's right. So I still got water. We're pump. millennials. That's... One of our retirement plan counts on our children being successful. That's right. Absolutely. Because <laughs> <laughs> Social Security will not be there when we need it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Sorry, check out check out future episodes when Adam will chat about Y2K. I'll chat about water parks, and coming up on February seventh, Paul will be chatting about Tamagotchis, Nano Pets, and Giga Pets. Um, hope you enjoyed this discussion on Melissa Joan Hart. Thanks again for joining us on Dating Ourselves. And if you like what you heard, there's more to come. Check us out at www.datingourselvespodcast.com to learn more about us and the show. And you can check out our Contact Us tab if you'd like to submit your own nostalgic topics. You can also send us your submissions at datingourselvespodcast at aol.com. We've We've got got mail. (laughs) In addition to iTunes, you can also find us on TuneIn Radio, Google Music, and wherever podcasts are downloaded. Be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any of the throwback action. That's right. We post additional content on Facebook at facebook.com slash dating ourselves podcast. If you're on Instagram, you can find us at dating ourselves podcast. And we do the Twitter thing to at dated podcast. And we want to wish all of you nostalgiacs a happy and restful new year. And we'll chat with you again on February 7th about... Tamagotchis and Gigapets and all of the other pocket electronic pocket animals. critters. <laughs> Those little keychains that always got taken away from me in fourth and fifth grade. And returned dead. <laughs> Six piles of electronic poop everywhere. <laughs> <sighs> so much LED crap. <laughs> well, folks. Remember, if you're too old for Snapchat and too young for Life Alert, you've just been dating. Later, guys. See you guys. So long. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.